Hello, welcome to the Sermons Podcast of Horizon Church in Allentown, Pennsylvania. We want to help people connect with God and connect with each other. If you'd like to know more about us, you can go to our website at horizonconnect.org. Enjoy. Let's, yeah, let's, uh, uh, let's, let's pray, pray and then, okay. we'll, then we'll move on, okay? God, thank you God, for your thank word. You thank for, you for the again, promise you for of um, full God, redemption and reconciliation of ourselves. To us. Thank you, God, that uh, but you're in the process of God, doing that now. But thousands of um, years, as Andy said, God, there's going to come a day when that process is fully and completed. And, and those of us who sometimes and agonize and struggle in, with in what word. goes and, on in our lives too. and our world, God, it's true. And God, I also know that your word is how God, I want to pray for us now, those of us who are here, those of us who are watching. I pray, God, that you'll help us to engage with your word. And Father, I do pray that if... You're in the process um, of shaping us. If in any way there's something I say that, that is wrong, morning. incorrect, God, I foolish. I, I every single God, I thank you that I, I can trust your Spirit to guard all of us from being influenced the wrong way. On, up through the other the hand, God, thank you for taking like, truth. Like me right now, and Bible study teachers, all of us have this not only to be truthful and accurate with your word. Uh, truth. So God, I want to talk about, but truth, God, that you are revealing to us through your Spirit. I pray, God, that you'll take truth. And you will be transforming us, or making us into the kind of people you thank desire you God, that you us to won't be. Let us be thank you, God, that you do this here, that we don't have to and wait God, on the other forever. Hand, I thank you so much. You do this here it and now. Me how you take truth. And I pray, God, that you'll be in the Even process of making us we teachers didn't intend to be to say, but those kind of people, people here, here and now. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Shape us. Um, amen. I'm grateful for that. There's a guy I'm named John Evans, and I tried to find a picture, but uh, too many John Evanses. So, um, uh, he is a, a sociologist a at the University of California uh, in San Diego, uh, one of the big and ten, he big has recently been poring that, over some uh, research. I have never really thought um, about all that deep. That comes from a detailed study of 3,500 uh, United States adults, so people in our country. And this research was intended to track the benefits of humanism. Humanism is essentially the belief in the goodness likeness. of human now, beings of without you, God, that uh, even without God, that, um, that, that we are, are good. The Bible, and, uh, you'll see that most of the time our, our contemporary Bible Sadly, translate uh, that what as, John Evans uh, found in these research about us, humanism uh, is really, really troubling. But the word is actually uh, in this image. study, uh, um, and he's not a Christian. In, he's a sociological um, researcher at what we at, talked about from Genesis University of California. In this study, he found that there were essentially two groups of people in word. our country. There's one group of people um, who believe that human beings now, bear the image lot, of God, which is what we've been talking about. And he said, then there's another group of, be of people. Uh, people, people who, whether they call themselves humanists or not, uh, that I've been essentially do not believe that we bear the image of God, that, uh, but any, uh, that we're anyway, merely some time involved ago, primates. I found my, actually, years ago, I found uh, myself wondering... But what was troubling in this God, research is that uh, he discovered that the that more a person why was that leans so towards why humanism, the less likely they were to, to view human beings as special in any way. And so the more a person leaned towards humanism, the less likely, ago, the less likely they were to believe that genocide was wrong and should be stopped in all circumstances. The and the more a person leads towards humanism, one that he, he discovered, made. the more likely and they were to the believe that it's okay to harvest organs or to harvest blood from us. prisoners and then sell those God organs and blood to uh, people here. with money who need to buy in them. Us. 
and anything and, and the more you lean towards humanism, he discovered, the more likely you were to believe that suicide or euthanasia us. is an acceptable way so God said, to uh, save money when it comes to health care. On the flip side, he discovered that those who believe that human beings are made in the image of God, that we bear the image now of God, you may not think uh, he of discovered us that they tended grand. to be far more, in his it's words, for us humanitarian to look small in their lives. Uh, these people, the more they believed in the ugly, image of God, these people believed that a genocide was wrong, that harvesting organs and blood from prisoners is wrong, you that suicide is that not a way to save money in our healthcare crisis, and it's a bad idea. If you are ever now, this research, Evans' research, was published in a journal called the, the New Science, one of the leading bearers. science magazines around the world, actually. And the editor an of this magazine uh, who said this, if this research is upheld, it will come as an unwelcome we shock of God. to us scientific materials. In other words... And before we leave, humanism I try, is I bad news for humans. Any loose ends and actually get very specific about trying. So, to as archaic question, who am I? as it might sound it to scientific materialists, a conviction that we bear very, the very image of God turns out to, to be really good news for the human species. The fact that we are image bearers matters. It matters to be redeemed. By Jesus so we've been, the last couple of weeks, we've been asking the question, you know, who are we today as human beings? What does it mean to bear the image of God? And last week, we finished with a discussion of, well, what happened to us at what we call the fall, that whole story of Adam and Eve uh, who sinned and... And the consequences now, take of that sin really just here, kind of disrupted everything. We looked so last week at what happened at the fall go to, the to the image of God. What happened to the image of God in us at the fall. Letter to the this week, now, this letter, uh, I want to ask the, the question, obvious, well, if that's what happened that at the fall to the image of God, well, then what difference does salvation make to the image of God in us? Does um, being a follower of Jesus you Christ think, well, then it's irrelevant to you. mean anything no to the image of God I do other than that if you're not I get a reserved seat Christ in heaven? I hope you will at least give this a hearing. Does salvation mean really anything very clear answer to the to image of God in us? Asking, who am I? So that's what we're going to look at today. I'm going to tell ready? you, those of you who are flipping, and I'm glad okay. you're looking in your Bibles, whether you're here or at home. I wasn't going to do anything different this, if you said no. Um, is not but we're going to read, to read uh, like from Colossians, the book of Colossians, a short letter is that and the New Testament. Two different Colossians chapter 1, we'll put together. on the screen and what I'm reading, you should be able to, to see it at home, to save some time in or you can follow things. along in your Bible, in so fact, I'd encourage you to, to uh, if you're at home especially, or here, whatever, to grab your Bibles or your phones and follow along. This is what Paul wrote, Colossians chapter 1, I'm starting at verse 15, you may want to just kind of keep your Bible open, Christ uh, is the image things. we'll put it on the screens for you to follow along as well here's what it says of the invisible god three verses nine ten and eleven he existed before you anything was created and he is supreme over all creation for through him god created like everything in the heavenly realms and, and on earth fire. he you have put on your talking about self, jesus he which made the things we can see and the things we can't see image such as thrones and kingdoms and rulers and, and authorities here, in the unseen there is world. No Jewish. Everything was created 
no through him and for him. No insider and outsider. He existed before anything no else, and he no holds uncouth, all creation no together. Christ is also the head of the church, which nothing. is his body. He's the beginning, on, supreme over all who rise from the dead. Is he is the first in everything. For God in all of his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. Now I believe and right through there, him, especially in that God sentence, reconciled I right everything the to himself. And complete answer to the question, he made peace with everything wrong. in heaven in and on phrase, earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Is defined and this includes you who were once far away everyone. from God, you who were his enemies, everyone. separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Now, my guess Yet is now that he has reconciled you to himself through like the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he's brought you into his own presence and you're holy all of us, and blameless and you, as you stand you, before him without a single Jesus fault. Is our but you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Jesus Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. Now, what I want you to, what I want you this to think good about just for the has next been couple preached all I over the world. Quit thinking and about I, anybody Paul, else, somebody else that needs to hear this. I've been appointed as God's and servant. And I'm to going proclaim. to think about me, and you think about you. You know, sometimes you when I am in a particular mood, you that Jesus is your. Mirror. I will write silly and poems. And I'm going to think about me and what it means to me that Jesus while munching is my on food. So it's kind of fun for me to have play any around you with ever words. Spend any time on social media? Have you Although ever seen, some people uh, think uh, it's only fun for word nerds. By Robin Williams. Usually it is accompanied what I believe by a sober-looking picture. Of grand Robin. ideas. And the quote from Robin says this: "Deserve you word beauty. You know nothing about which, for me, makes rhyming my thoughts a pleasurable duty. Anybody? It's it's around a lot." And of course, now we know. And should you ask what grand ideas that nobody else we study about. today? Well, so it's what do you Christ. think? You think it's true? Who's the grandest far and away? Are you thinking about? And my purpose for in writing these embarrassing rhymes, no one else is that Paul about. did too. Though his rhymes were sublime. The first now, I kind six of to do this verses I read aloud to you. We spent you a ton of time here, but I want to take a poem. You back just one more time to Genesis Paul chapter wrote three, the story of the fall about of the Jesus he knew. The horrendous fallout. And, and now that you know this, I'd like to be done. Adam and Eve disobey God because rhyming sin. this whole thing but just prior would hardly to the be fun. Fall of Adam and Eve, there is this. So on with the message. Two, sit back in your seats. If you're watching at home, you can prop up your feet. That they were both naked and unashamed. Grab your coffee and your naked, Bible and maybe a pen. A but as for this poem, it is a way of saying that these two for, human beings amen. had absolutely nothing to hide from each other. So it is absolutely true that the first six verses I read to you are a poem. Not a single In fact, if you actually looked at a Bible, I didn't do this on the screens I made, but if you're looking in your Bible, you can actually tell it's printed as a poem. In those first six verses, probably in your Bible, it looks like a poem in just the way it's printed. But anyway, the now there's some them, people who sin, read this, some Bible scholars who read this the poem, and they say, says, well, and this is probably what Paul me. was doing is quoting a Christian hymn. Sinned, 
as if Paul himself open, wasn't capable of writing they felt these lofty words. At their nakedness. But it is not at all unusual when you no, start sure reading through the letters that before, Paul wrote. But there are at least it's two not things unusual. going on here, probably more, but at least two. Where Paul, so when he starts me, talking about really Jesus, to drift the first one, of into course, is that there is this act magnificent of disobeying words. God. And when we In disobey fact, to say God, the word drift we feel guilty is probably the wrong word. at least word. we should. We feel guilty about what we've done, and then there into are magnificent words about so Jesus. Adam and Eve, they sinned. Paul's thoughts they about Jesus are higher than high. But they're then punished for their sin. Because for Paul and for and people they who know have him, been. there should be direct consequences No one compares to Jesus. You steal money from your employer, nobody compares to Jesus. There will be Jesus. legal consequences. And there should be. But for our purposes, rather than working through that whole Here's poem, the second thing. I want us, if you're looking at your Bibles here or at home, I want you to kind of mentally put of your kickstand down on that very first phrase of the poem, verse 15. It says very simply, Christ is the image think about this. of the invisible God. That means that guilt and that's the word right there in the middle. There is our word, the word things, that right? we've been talking about for several weeks now. It's been our theme. Because the word to be naked image, for Adam and Eve was not sinful. Jesus Christ it wasn't is sinful an image bearer of and God. And it's not sinful after. Jesus is the image of God. So if it's not sinful... Now, Why here's the problem for us. If you've been with us for a couple weeks anyway... Um, it that word that image, we're reading the from eating, the New Testament, which was so we're no longer dealing with the Old Testament word that we've been talking about they're for weeks now from in Genesis, where we read that God said, let's make man in our image. This is now the New Testament. It's a now different for the first word. Time, there's something to hide. It's not Hebrew, it's Greek. In the words and of the Robin Greek Williams, word for image is the word Icon, now doomed to fight a battle. And you can probably hear and in that word, our them. word, icon. Because they were ashamed. Now, our word icon, I-C-O-N, so our word, which uh, icon means something like um, a picture or a representation. And, guilt. and our word icon has drifted away from the original meaning of this Greek word icon. So stick with a me on this. For example, has a um, when we talk about image, as in God said, affair. let's make man in our image, it's very, very hard for us mentally to get away from the idea that we're talking about as easily as um, a likeness, and then you get or it's caught. hard for us to get away from the idea that we're talking about a picture or a copy or something that looks like something else. Because we know that back in Genesis, when God word. said, let's make man in our image, we know that we're talking about so you the fact that we are made to be like act. God, but we are not you the same as God for being exposed. We are not God. We're just made to be like him. So what happens fact, for us is we think, well, this word very, must very mean the same thing. To say, that we're being told that so Jesus dirty. is like God. He's a picture of God. So you have God and then you have Jesus. You know and I have heard 
those exact it's true, we know that we will say that Jesus is such so a good ashamed. picture of God that if you want to know what God is like, you can I just look at Jesus. And that's absolutely true. Raped or assaulted. But that's not what the word icon means. A thing for which the word icon does not mean guilt. to look like a thing or to be zero like guilt. a thing. The oldest meaning of this shame. Greek word icon is a word that means that you take you a thing and you make and it real two very or you things. make it visible. If you would look we at your online dictionary, your online dictionary would say that icon, this Greek word means, quote, to manifest a thing. We can't be made whole. Which I'll be honest with you, when I saw that, feel that didn't help me at all because I just had to say, well, and what does the word manifest mean when I read that? So if you go looking for what thing. this here's means, the uh, to manifest a thing means that you take an idea well. or a thing and you make it real. We go to our spouse. So this is what it means. Stick with me on this. Let's say that you're talking about the idea of kindness. And you suddenly say that, uh, oh, there's this person who manifests kindness. Every Friday he brings donuts to work. He gets groceries for the older woman who's his neighbor. If it's You're raining, ashamed. he meets everybody in the parking because lot like with this Adam huge and umbrella and he walks everybody into the building. He is the kindest exposed. person I know. He's the manifestation remember, of kindness. There's no shame. To manifest no a thing means you make it real. And if you do that, you could say, honestly, a lot. he is... Do you know how many kind. of us are ashamed of things right and it would now be true. that are not at all sinful? So to say that Jesus is the you know icon of God, the image of God, means a whole you know lot more than that Jesus is like God, and they feel like or they Jesus is a copy of God, or a picture Pinterest of God, or he represents God. All the time. What it means is ashamed. that he is do you know how many Real people are struggling with God. anxiety and panic attacks? And God who is invisible makes himself shame. visible. Do you know how many people in are Jesus? And they feel like they're a burden God manifests himself in Christ, not just a copy, people are confused not just a picture, their not a likeness, and they're ashamed. but real God. Do you know how many real God in real Jesus. Now, that's going to become important a little bit later. But here's this first truth from that first verse. Jesus is the image or the manifestation of God. And this is so important because everything else Paul says in that poem, those first six verses, everything else Paul says flows from that first idea that Jesus is real God. You take away that sentence, then nothing else that Paul says about Jesus is true in that that poem. But everything that Paul says about Jesus follows from that thought that Jesus existed before creation, that he was the creator that he made everything that we can see and all that we can't see. That Jesus himself 
rules over every authority and any power anywhere, that Jesus is the one who holds all of the atoms of creation together, that he, Jesus, is supreme over everything. All of that flows from that first thought, that he's the image, the manifestation of God. Take that first thought away and nothing else is true. And then you get to this sentence, and it's verse verse 20 in the sentence that I read for you, one of the last lines of the poem. And through him, we're talking about Jesus, through him, God, God knows it's reconciled to say to everything you shouldn't feel so to himself. Through him, through God Jesus, God reconciled everything so to himself. And that, to me, is an astonishing statement. Them new clothing, and it's astonishing and because of that word, everything. I actually think everything. that's why one of the very common images in so, the Bible. So now, I ask you to put your kickstand down on the word icon. We are We're done by with Jesus icon. Christ. Is now, that we let's park on, on that clothing. word for a little bit. That word, Paul said everything. this. This is what he said. This is what I read Everything. You. you are done with your old life. Now, this is going to take a couple minutes because we're going to have to like take a, a quick detour down memory lane to what we talked you about last Sunday. For those of you who were here, I'm an optimist, which is being here, present, or here online. I'm an optimist, and I believe God. you it's created. actually might remember what we talked about last Jesus week. Deals with our but whether you remember or whether you weren't here for it, let me do a he quick review of what shame. we talked about last week. Last week, we, we talked about the fall and what happens new. to human beings at the fall in the story of Genesis. And what we talked about is that the consequences of the fall were that every single blessing that God gave you know, to I, Adam and I Eve, saw a very short none of it was taken away. I have no idea what we still have all those blessings, the but they now come with a cost. But it was too young. What we talked about last week, for example, what was probably were that some of the blessings of God in Genesis from last week, a slide from last eating, week, but we talked about how fruitfulness, which is the idea of having children, fruitfulness is now going to come says, with pain. What are you looking at? We and talked about says, how work is now going to come with pain. We talked about how abundance is now going to come with frustration. We talked about how relationships, our relationship with God and with each other, now come with distrust and with shame and with an effort for one to dominate the other. And then we talked about last week how the garden is actually lost and everything that comes with it, how this gift of shalom from God is now being vandalized as a result of the fall. And she's looking... That's what happened as a consequence of sin in the garden. Now, let me say this. I am sometimes a little bit fearful about... That's what Jesus uh, does. Making points based on what the Bible does not say. And he says, but I think it's worth pointing out that among all of the consequences of the fall, none of them have to do with the image of God. And when we do, none of them. We see ourselves. Nothing is ever said about God canceling his image in human beings. Nothing's ever said about God God's even lessening he says, his image in human beings. You God doesn't say, well, you really blew it. I'm going to take that image back. It turns out it for that just the me. process of One human beings rebelling against God, by just the process of them rebelling, diminishes God's image in human beings. 
But God doesn't ever take it back. Made new. Nor does he ever lessen it. So we diminish it ourselves. Let me try to explain it this way. How many of you, do any of you remember the name Bernie Madoff? Masterpiece. Yeah. Uh, Some of you remember the name Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff is a guy who, uh, he he will spend the rest of his life, he's now 83, I think. Bernie Madoff is going to spend the rest of his life in jail. He is a man who lost everything, including his family, because he was convicted of running Christ. The largest Ponzi scheme Which means that in Jesus human history. has torn down every and here's the deal. single barrier that keeps people Bernie apart. did not start every out one. as a crook. That's why in what I read or a financial fraud. That's why Paul wrote this. Bernie started out as a legitimate small investment in firm and people from all over came to him Christ. because of his here, solid said, reputation. No Jewish, no non-Jewish. He was honest. No religious and irreligious. Worked hard no for his clients. And outsider, no outsider. And he made his clients a lot of money. No slave and free. But at Those some point, Bernie nothing. dove into fraud and deceit and he Everyone got caught, is and he lost everything, Christ. and he will die and he in jail. In all of us. Now follow this. Stick you know, there's with a me. great word in that paragraph. There is nobody the who would say that, from, that Bernie lost everything. But in the Greek, that word because is the he word got arrested and thrown into jail, which is obviously where we get what our Bernie word, lost. Barbarian. He did to himself. Now today in our culture, nobody the did word it to barbarian him. is an insult. He was the cause. In Paul's day, it wasn't an insult at all. Does that make sense? You wish me so far? Word. He did that it to word himself. Literally means those who speak. The damage that Bernie did, however, was not just and in the to Roman himself. World, the Roman Greek. There were world, entire if countries. You spoke Canada. For example, something other than entire Greek countries Latin, you spoke who lost gibberish. billions of dollars and because of Bernie. That the Romans were not fond of so the fallout a voicemail message was that enormous. Said, Press one for gibberish. Now follow this. They were divided. Any damage to God's image in us, this was the we did to ourselves. God did you know, not say, well, I'm going to take you know, half of my image back and you only get to keep half. Not the football team. Human the beings have corrupted I mean, the image of God men. in us. Um, We've done it. Anyway, um, and at the same time, the consequences I to what we've done with Cowboys, the image of God are enormous. Of stories about Native Americans. The pain, I should say, about Native Americans. The frustration, the this shame, really the distrust, the you know, loss of shalom. Every single Native American tribe, and, and frankly, the presence of I've evil. never seen a list. Almost every single Native American tribe had a name for All themselves. All of that, that is what we talked about last the week. People. Our trip down memory As lane. In we now, are the people, the flip side, and you are not. What Which, we by call the way, salvation, is pretty much true all around. How the world. does God fix if all you of could that? dive into our dim and distant past? Almost all of well, our. I must say that in a lot of churches like ours, when we talk about salvation, the frankly. The way we talk what about salvation is entirely too small. The chosen people. We think that salvation means I get to get forgiven we had to and get a reserved seat in heaven in for when Obviously, I die. Obviously, there was a reason they were in fact And chosen. while that is true, 
chosen. That is like thinking However, that Thanksgiving is dinner is all about having real butter for your rolls. Don't let this go to your heads. Which might be a really I good thing. I didn't choose you because you were the best and the brightest. But there is so much more to Thanksgiving dinner than like real butter for your rolls. Right? It wasn't that crass. There were Thank reasons. you for agreeing with me. That makes but that's this what God said. So listen to this. If you want to look. Romans chapter Don't 8, which is just this jam-packed, marvelous Plus, chapter. God said, I am not Scripture says you this, you. that all of creation, all of creation is subject to, to frustration from people. the curse. All of creation. In other words, God said, through you, everyone will get And is chosen. there anybody that doesn't know that to that's be true? That's the message. That all of creation but is subject to frustration. That does not mean that it's not good. For some reason, all we you really got to do is spend a day in a tree stand in the fall to it's know that creation is gloriously good. And it still exists. But you just can't There's hide the frustration and the pain and the curse, can you? Kind of a mentor to me. You can't hide I only it. know him through his writings. I've never met him. Some of you will know from prior messages that I've done that both we, Don and I, we have a thing for, more Donna than me, but we have a so thing for Blue writing. Heron. He's written two books. I've not read any Donna will yet. call them my bird, one book as in, I saw blooms. my bird on the way home and for work standing in, in the creek. About how Sometimes we actually take walks just to go looking to for blue herons. We've had a chance sometimes to actually Christ. watch a blue heron catch and, hard and eat to fish, and it is really cool to watch how they do it. Means. I wanted to bring you a picture, but I in forgot there's an artist ministry, in our church who heard me talking about blue herons, and she made this incredibly gorgeous pastel picture. So don't put it up yet. She made this incredibly beautiful pastel picture of herons that hangs in our room. Anyway, I was looking online for a picture of a blue heron last week for something I was going to do in one of our YouTube morning prayers. I never did it, so you never, never heard it. So the guy goes on to explain. But in the process. I came across a whole bunch of videos about blue herons, and I discovered that blue herons do not just eat fish. They eat just about anything that they can hunt and catch. I just they eat gophers. A bunch of us they eat baby otters, racial muskrats, turtles, squirrels, we invited black leaders to the and even we made them baby feel right at ducks. Home. We involved them in the decision making. It's true. I have watched multiple videos truth, of herons grabbing baby there. ducks, and this is what they do. And this time, they the will dip it in the water in the same there. way the I dip my Oreos in coffee. Get to, it got to me. And then swallow. How can I ever get over this? And if this you watch the videos, you can watch this live baby duckling inside that heron's neck. For a minute. Struggling all the way down. And then he said to the guy, he said, well, do you like football? And it is cringing to watch. The guy was puzzled. It's cringing to hear, isn't it? I do too. And the people who are taking the videos, they often react just like you do. You can hear the people yelling, no, 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 no. He got a duck. He's eating a duck. Stop him from eating that duck. By the way, it's always a he. So why don't you come over to my house? As if Mrs. Anyone. Herons aren't capable of such wife. evil. It's always a he. And talk and eat steak anyway, and game. why is this so troubling you to us? Want me to come to your house? The leader. Why asked. is it that we can barely look yeah, at a That's video a, of a heron 
if you want me to try and clear your duck. conscience, I can't do that. But I can be your friend. It's more than the cuteness fact. Ed wrote in his book, I gave him my It's more than how cute a baby duck me a call. is. And I never What's heard cringing is this isn't the world we want. I think we don't want a world us, where big birds past swallow live baby ducks. That we become friends. We don't want a world where a troop of chimpanzees will hunt and capture another monkey to slowly dismember it and eat it alive. And maybe even more. We don't want a world where a virus mutates and shuts because down everything. We don't want a world of tsunamis of and jellyfish stings and poison Christ, ivy and murder hornets. Everyone is defined not the world we want. by Christ. Now, some people will call this the problem of evil. A couple years ago, there's a magazine. Uh, but that's not really the Guardian. honest way to talk it's, about I it. I believe the leading British, British newspaper. If we're going to be truthful, it's the problem of A couple of years of ago, goodness. they decided to get a bunch of cultural influencers Why together do we and ask them that everything to should be what good. What was the single greatest Why are we so upset the about the century? absence of goodness? Now, that is a task, isn't it? I mean, think of all the choices. The end of World War II. Because of the, the image the of God in us. And on and on. Because we but know this is not months, the way it should be. They picked this one. We know it and we feel it to our core. Imagine. The absence of good shakes A us and depresses us photos. and despairs us and anxieties us. We just know this is and not the way it should be. One. And Romans 8 says you are right. All of creation is the subject of human to life. frustration. But then it says, now the story of that hope. photo is this. There's a man named Leonard Nilsson. All of creation looks forward to the day had to actually when develop it some groundbreaking methods of taking God's photos children like this because he wanted to publish a in glorious of freedom from death of the development of an unborn child. And if you understand what Life that is magazine saying, it is put telling this one on its creation cover in April 1965. For it became us. the fastest selling issue in Life magazine. We magazine's are history saved first. Most of Nielsen's photos he actually published in a book that has become one of the best selling illustrated follow. books of all time. It is just so born. important that you know that salvation is so children. much more than my personal salvation. It and a seat Follow in heaven. Salvation children. is about everything. It's still on many of yours, and it will be for years. Everything. Nielsen Through him, photo, Scripture quote, says, God said reconciled everything to himself. Visible. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. And this is why ancient prophets like here. Isaiah, when they look forward to the time Red in the future when white. God will bring about this Short, promise tall, of salvation. Fat, they used images like the lion the couple and, or the wolf and the lamb will lie down together in peace. The leopard will lie down with the baby goat. The Your calf and the yearling will be safe. That 
little, little with the lion, and a little child will safely lead them. The cow will graze the near the bear, and the cub and the calf will lie down together. The baby will play safely near the hole of a cobra. Nothing will hurt or destroy my holy mountain, for as the waters fills the sea, so the earth will be filled with people who know the Lord. And you could add, and the herons will play with baby ducks, and the duckling will live. The young girl who dresses. There's a like song that we sing every year at Christmas. And you. And if Home Depot is okay putting up Christmas trees and Hobby Lobby can play Christmas music, we, I suppose I can I, safely quote a carol, right? God. It's a carol that we looks forward the to the someday completion. We are meant to make the invisible. The someday completion of what was born on that first Christmas. And That's it says, no more. Who am I? Who are we? No more. Let sin and sorrows grow, of God nor thorns infest the ground. Planet. He comes to make his blessings flow. One time, far Jesus as was the curse is with found, a friend. far and as the curse you. is found, joy. And Jesus to happened to be looking over your shoulder at something else. And you salvation are, you looking at? is joy to he said, the world. The most magnificent. Now, here's the thing I have ever seen. Paul says in Colossians, what I read to you, and this look. includes you. And there? But those of you who've been around Horizon, especially for those of you who come to our Bible studies, we can get to talk about stuff more in depth. You know, I hope, or will remember, that 90% of the yous in the Bible are sin. plural. It's like the Bible is written in the South, and it always says, y'all, or written by a good Pennsylvania person who says, it's about use, use. This is a plural you. It doesn't mean that you can't apply it to you yourself. You can and you should. You are reconciled, but it applies especially to all of us together, which is why, again, in that poem that Paul was writing about Jesus, Paul said, and Christ is the head of his body, which is the church. Do you see that? It's plural. It's us, the body, the church. Now, follow this. This is not a biblical stretch to say this. If this is true, if Jesus is the image of God, real God, God manifesting himself in Jesus, and if we are his body here on earth, then who are we? Who are we? It's inescapable. We image bearers, you and I. We're the presence of God here on earth. He's present in a very real way in us. 
And this is why in this same letter, this letter to the Colossians, a few sentences later, Paul will say to us, so put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. This is why it's true of the Christian church, although we all know, we all know that from the earliest days, the church has some really dark moments. It is also true that the church is the grand testimony of God reconciling himself to the world. All through history, from day one, the church has included people who are truly learning to love their enemies. My goodness, even political ones. It's true that Christians, from day one, have sacrificially loved during plagues and academic pandemics, sacrificing even themselves. It's true from the earliest times that the church was dedicated to the equality of men and women, Gentiles and Jews, servants and masters, rich and poor. It's true that Christians in Rome would buy slaves just so that they could then turn them free. It's true that a Christian, a monk named Telemachus, broke through the railing and jumped in the arena just so that he could protest the violence and the death in gladiatorial games and bring them to an end, though it cost him his life. It's true from day one that unknown Christian men and women picked up babies and children who had been discouraged on the garbage dumps of Rome, and they started orphanages. Martin Luther King Jr. was inspired by his faith in Jesus Christ to peacefully protest and bring about rights that he knew belonged to human beings. In the earliest churches, Marriages became partnerships for the first time and not just a relationship of one who owned a wife. Men stopped being dictators and they learned to love their wives selflessly like Christ loved the church. Children mattered. Work was elevated from something that was only fit for slaves and animals and the poor, and it became something noble because, after all, Christians said, well, Jesus worked, and Paul was a tent maker. And so the earliest Christians started looking at the labor that people were doing and recognizing that there's labor that slaves are doing and children are doing, and it is an abomination to human beings, they said, to force slaves and children to do things like walk endlessly around a circle, grinding grain. And so they said, why don't we, it was Christians who said, why don't we start using things like the power of the wind and water to do this kind of labor? It was Christians who said, we shouldn't be using human beings this way. Our faith gives us a radical new way of seeing the world because it gives you and I a radical new way of seeing human beings. We are image bearers. And since I have read in Scripture a poem and have talked about songs, let me finish with another song. I would sing it, but then 
Well, we all know how well that would go. It's a song called Because He Lives. And it's a great song, but it's one of those songs that has one line in it that is terribly flawed. It's this line. You ask me how I know he lives? Well, he lives. You're afraid to say it because I told you it was flawed, right? He lives within my heart, which is true enough, I suppose. But how small is that vision? How pitifully small that makes Jesus to live in my heart. (laughs) The universe is his home. He is not confined to me and he doesn't live just in my heart. The whole world belongs to him. And the whole world should look at you and me and all of us together and the whole world should say, you ask me how I know he lives? Well, he lives right there in those human beings. He is very much alive in his image, the church. And you ask me how I know he lives? He lives right there in the church. And there is no mistaking that. You ask me how I know he lives. Let's take him out of our hearts. He lives in us. Let's pray. God, thank you for this grand image of Jesus Christ, this extraordinary human being who made you real and visible. God, I thank you that when Jesus Christ left in physical form, that he said, I will not leave you or forsake you ever. The power of Jesus through his spirit is present in the church, in us. Help us, God, to be your image bearers in a world that so desperately needs to see who you are. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to know more about Horizon Church, please go to the website at horizonconnect.org. Have a great week.